0: Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 684 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And the Rangers just wrapping up a very convincing, very exciting 3-1 opening night victory at home against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Obviously, a rematch of last season's Eastern Conference Final and a little bit of payback for this Ranger team, but... You know, I enjoyed it on that level, but more than that, I just enjoyed the fact that this was bonafide New York Ranger hockey. And I mentioned this, you know, during the locked on now video that they have us do, you know, the quick reaction videos after every single game, and. The best part about it for me is that when I say New York Ranger hockey, you guys know what that means by now. You know that it means that this team is going to be defensively responsible. You know that it means that they're going to be, for the most part, excellent when it comes to special teams play. You know that Igor Shosturkin is going to be Igor Shosturkin and be the best goalie in the world, and that the Rangers will play their best hockey when the game is on the line. They did that in this game here tonight. Uh, Last season, they were uh, the third best team as far as goal differential in the third period. To me, that's a very impressive stat and uh, one that's even more impressive when you consider how young the Rangers were last year and still are this year. Still, I believe, like seventh or eighth youngest team in the league, something like that. But they were at their best when they need to be. And uh, got a lot to do. You know, obviously, want to talk about the performance of some of the kids. Uh, anytime a new Ranger season starts, I also like to kind of hone in on some of the uh, the newer players for the New York Rangers. So we're going to do that, a couple of free agent pickups and Uh, You know, we'll look at those guys and talk about how they did in this one. i got to talk about Mika Zibanejad's big night, as well as just, you know, some some highlights from this game and some big plays in this game. Uh, And we will do that in just a second. But first, I do have to just uh, thank you guys very much for, you know, always supporting the podcast, always, you know, listening and and watching on YouTube, whatever it might be, uh, it really does mean a lot. You know, we're closing in on 700 episodes here. It's pretty crazy. And uh, I can't tell you how much of a privilege and an honor it is to do this every season, you know, going through uh, the roller coaster that is New York Ranger hockey with you guys. So for anybody that's been around for a while, thank you very much. And for anybody who's new, I mean, there could be some people who are hearing this for the first time. It's opening night after all, and it's a new season, so uh, yeah, hang around with us. Uh, we tend to have a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, like I said, just just go through the roller coaster that uh, is New York Ranger hockey. I, I think everybody that follows this team would agree that there is never a dull, mo- dull moment excuse me, when you're a fan of the blue shirts, so got that out of the way. Again, just want to thank you guys very, very much. It really does mean a lot. Um, but like I said, I wanted to uh, kind of start here today by talking about some of the kids. And I think we have to start with uh, Vitali Krasov and the unfortunate injury that he sustained uh, very early in this game. I believe he had a uh, minute 26 of ice time, 128, something like that. Uh, I think it was his second shift of the night. Um, very awkward, unusual play. He's kind of down along the boards and Victor Hedman comes over and hits him. And it looked like Hedman's knee uh, went into Krasov's chest. I I don't know, just just a weird play. Not a play that you see very often unfolding quite like this one did. Um, as far as the initial hit, I would stop short of calling it a dirty play, but I did not like the fact that after making contact, Hedman, for some reason, like had his hand on the back of Krasov's head and was like pushing down on it. I don't know what that was about. I mean, I've never known Victor Hedman to be a dirty player or anything like that. And again, given that he does not have that reputation, I would certainly stop short of calling him a dirty player. But I don't like this play here. Just the second part of it, especially, just completely unnecessary. And uh, unfortunately, Kravtsov, uh, out for the remainder of the game, was ruled out, or at least we found out that he was ruled out to return fairly early in the second period. And you know, looking at Twitter after this game, uh, I saw that Gerard Gallant. Mentioned that he's considered day-to-day, although they'll know more about the severity of the injury tomorrow, which sounds a little bit ominous. I mean, technically, everybody that has an injury is day-to-day, right? You never know exactly. I mean, I I get the term. I understand where it comes from. And when you say day-to-day, it kind of suggests that you expect him back sooner rather than later, but it's still one of those really relative terms that I don't think really means a whole lot. So uh, we'll just keep our fingers crossed that you know Krasov is not out for too long. Obviously, you know he's had his ups and downs with the Rangers, but uh, by all accounts, he's had a really good attitude in uh, in training camp. You know, ever since he got here this season. So that's obviously a good thing, and we'll keep our fingers crossed that uh, again he, he does come back sooner rather than later. Maybe he's out there Thursday against the Wild. Uh, we shall see. Uh, I found it interesting to find out uh, the contingency plan for an injury to Kravtsov was that uh, they moved Alexi Lafreniere from third line left wing to second line right wing. I like that. I've been wanting to see Alexi Lafreniere in the top six, and I suppose a silver lining from the injury to Kravtsov is that we now get that. I mean, that's not how I want it to happen. And again, I would never wish injury on anybody, uh, much less a player on the New York Rangers. Um, but I, again, if you want to come up with a silver lining, I guess it's that Lafreniere uh, now will get some run with Panarin and Trocek, or so it would seem. But yeah, other than that, uh, we'll wait to see the news for Kravtsov. Uh, Capo Kako, I thought he had a great game. Uh, they held him off the score sheet, and I know a lot of us are, you know, kind of looking for uh, for Kako to take that next step as it pertains to, um, you know, his, his scoring prowess. You know, obviously his points haven't been exactly where we were all hoping they would be the last couple of seasons here. We hope that that changes. Didn't get on the score sheet tonight. But I thought that, you know, he looked good. Very, very strong on the puck. Uh, That line obviously had a big night. You know, again, the two goals for Mika Zabajad. I think Kreider had one. I know he had at least one assist. I think it was just one assist. But, you know, Kako was good. Strong on the puck. And he ends up drawing uh, two different penalties in this game, giving the Rangers two different power play chances. And the fact that he was able to do that, uh, that tells me that, you know, again, he's just really strong on the puck. When Capo Kako has the puck it's very difficult to get it away from him. And if he doesn't want to give it up, there's not really a whole heck of a lot you can do as a defender. And, uh, you know, the Tampa Bay lightning in this game here tonight, resorted to taking penalties to trying to get the puck away from Kako. So uh, that was great to see. And, uh, you know, obviously we'll hope that Kako can build on this because he had uh, a really nice preseason in general, but especially the last two games scoring the three goals there and uh, doing it while playing with Mika and with Kreider and, you know, Again, you, you never know how they're going to light up game to game this early in the season. You had the injury to off but I don't def- I don't think it would affect the top line. I think we'll see Kako, once again, get a get a pretty good amount of rope uh, as far as playing on the top line with Mika and with Kreider. Uh, Alexi Lafreniere, as I just mentioned a second ago, he got a chance to play uh, with Panarin and with Trocek on the second line. And, you know, he didn't stand out to me quite as much as Capo Kako did, but I thought overall a solid night. Uh, he had a situation. We're going to talk about Mika's goals in a little bit here, but he had a situation where he was cro- uh, crashing the net, and uh, you know he was there. It's possible Mika could have passed to him, but I'm glad Mika ended up shooting the puck there. And again, we'll break that goal down in greater detail uh, a little bit later. But for the most part, you know he he looked good. Uh, there was a situation where Trocheck had the puck behind the uh, the net, and he passed in front to Lafreniere. Lafreniere couldn't quite score. Uh, Panarin almost set Lafreniere up for a goal. Laf had a couple chances in this game, and, um, you know, again, I-, I hope Krasov, I hope it's a minor injury. I hope he gets another chance. He's back out there with Panarin and Trocek in the next game, but, again, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that the silver lining is that Lafreniere now gets a chance with Panarin and with Trocek, and we'll see if he can take advantage of that. Uh, Philip Hedl, you know, he, again, he didn't really stand out to me as much in this one as, as some of the other guys did. Uh, but while we're talking about the kids, we certainly have to mention Hedo. We're kind of going through the big four uh, as far as the really young forwards, uh, all former first-rounders, all guys that the Rangers are hoping take that next step this upcoming season. Hito uh, was fine, uh, played 12 minutes and 35 seconds. Uh, he took a penalty, but so did seemingly everybody else that played in this game. Like I said, the, the refs were calling it pretty tight. Um, he did fine. Um, and uh, obviously, you know, his... Line was thrown into disarray, at least a little bit, with the injury to Krasoff. Everybody's kind of moving up and down, and some guys are double-shifting, and and the whole nine yards. So, um, yeah, Heedle was all right. I think there's better days ahead for him. Uh, Didn't really stand out that much positively or negatively, but uh, I feel good about Heedle after the playoff run that he had this past season, and I know a lot of other Ranger fans do as well. So, uh, yeah, uh, that pretty much covers it for the kids. Like I said, I want to talk a little bit about some of the newer players on the New York Rangers. And uh, we're going to be doing that in just a second. But first, just want to let everybody know: today's episode of Lockdown New York Rangers is brought to you by Simply Safe. The numbers do not lie. In the last decade, over four million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. As Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. They protect you with cutting-edge security technology powered by 24-7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. With 24-7 professional monitoring, Safes agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or you can't be reached. Simply safe blankets your home in your in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real. Our monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafecom IHL. Save twenty percent on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com/slashlockedonhl to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, and, uh, as always, uh, we want to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen. Every day, we are free and available on all platforms. And as I mentioned just a second ago, uh, I think we're going to turn our attention to some of the newer guys on this New York Ranger team, the guys that joined the team in the offseason here. Uh, we're going to cheat a little bit because we're also going to talk about Zach Jones. I mean, he's obviously played for this team before, but only in small samples. Uh, but we'll start with Vincent Trocek. You know, obviously, he was kind of the prize get for the Rangers when it came to uh, free agency season. You know, he by far of all the free agents that they picked up uh, is making the most money. And he obviously becomes, uh, you know, uh, he, he he has a spotlight pointed at him, shall we say. And in some cases, I think he's already become a target for Ranger fans because, you know, uh, the preseason, he didn't look great. Him and Panarin didn't really look all that great together. But you got to remember, it's preseason hockey. Panarin and Trochik have both been in the league forever. It's probably hard for those guys to really manufacture a, a ton of energy and a ton of enthusiasm For the preseason, I mean, on one hand they should because they are new line mates, but by that same token, I mean, you've got 82 regular season games in front of you, plus however many playoff games, and I think a lot of veteran players just want to get the preseason over and done with, Uh, but Trocek looked better in this game here tonight than he did uh, in any preseason game with the Rangers, that is for sure, and... You know, he actually ended up with 22 minutes and seven seconds of ice time. That was second only to Mika Zabanejad, at least among New York Ranger forwards. Uh, Trocek had 541 ice time on the power play, 229 on the penalty kill, four shots on goal. Again, the thing I love about Trocek, I've said it before, I'll mention it again, just a really, really good all-around player. There are really no holes in his game. I don't think there's any one thing where he's like just phenomenal, but man, this guy is like a B plus, A minus at just about every single aspect of hockey, and you know, For as much as, you know, Panarin and Trocek didn't really seem like they were on the same page in the preseason, they certainly looked good here tonight. Uh, There were a couple different instances where they came pretty close to setting each other up for some goals, a couple nice passes. Uh, Lafreniere mixed in with them as well on a couple of those scoring chances. And uh, obviously, you know, uh, Trocek and Panarin both out there on the power play as well. We saw some good puck movement there. Uh, Trocek actually ended up uh, making a play that led to a Ranger goal. And like I said, we'll save that for when we're talking about Mika Zibanejad because we're going to break down his goals in uh, in greater detail. Uh, Trocek will not get an assist on that play. But again, he kind of set the whole thing up, and we will get to that. Uh, he also had a chance on a wraparound goal late in the game, came close to scoring there, came close to getting an empty netter in the last 10 seconds or so, uh, and played good defensive hockey. I liked what I saw from Vincent Trocek in this game here tonight. And I know there's a lot of opinions as far as you know, should they have held on to Strom or maybe cop over going out and getting Trochek, who was not part of this team last year and was not part of that run? I don't say this lightly. I think among those three players, Trochek probably is the best all-around player. And like I said, I was very, very encouraged from what I saw uh, from him in this game here tonight. I think we also got to talk about Zach Jones. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, sanity prevailed at the end of the preseason here, and Zach Jones was the sixth defenseman and not Libor Hayek. And honestly, it's not even anything against Libor Hayek. I think... Hayek as a seventh defenseman is okay. I mean, maybe we'll see him even mix in once in a while here. They do have a back-to-back coming up. I'm not sure if maybe they'd toss him out there, get him into a game early in the season. We'll see. Um, But Zach Jones just has so much more upside. Leibor Hayek's had enough chances. Zach Jones outplayed him in the preseason. You really can't come up with much of a reason why you know, Hayek should be out there instead of Zach Jones, at least not in my very, uh, humble opinion, but Jones was good in this game. You know, this, this game moves very fast, but I thought Jones did a nice job keeping up with the pace of play. I thought him and Braden Schneider, uh, looked pretty good out there together. Uh, whenever Jones had the puck, you know, there was nothing like earth shattering, but I thought there were a couple times where he moved the puck, just made, you know, the safe, smart play with it. Nothing too fancy, just, you know, good, uh, you know, poised and, um, you know, just, just a solid all-around night. He only played 13 minutes and 31 seconds of uh, time in this game. That was actually more than Brayden Schneider got. Schneider just got 11.47. Uh, but overall, like I said, an encouraging debut from Jones. The one thing that, that kind of stood out late in this game for me with Jones is that uh, it was toward the end. The Rangers were up 3-1. There's probably about five minutes or so to go in the game. And, um, you know, Pat Maroon had the puck behind the goal line for Tampa, and Zach Jones was on him, and he's he's doing the best he can. But, you know, Jones' lack of size does stand out in a situation like that where he's one-on-one with Pat Maroon. And not that Pat Maroon's like this offensive juggernaut, but he is a big guy. And uh, I thought that, you know, Jones did a nice job. He, he couldn't knock him off the puck, but he, he stayed with him, kind of made Maroon turn away from the direction where he was trying to go. So uh, I thought Jones, you know, that was just one play that just kind of stood out for me. And again, positive debut, uh, season debut for Zach Jones here. Jimmy Veezy was not his Ranger debut, but it's obviously uh, his first time uh, rocking the Ranger blue in, in quite a few years here. And I, I thought he had a pretty solid night as well. 11.51 of ice time, including 243 on the penalty kill. And he looked like a fourth liner. You know, he had a hit early in this game, uh, went in on the four check really hard, uh, knocked his guy pretty good into the boards. Um, and then VZ actually ended up playing a little bit on the third line. You know, obviously Kravtsov gets hurt, and you've got 11 forwards, and you've got to kind of mix and match the entire night. And. You know, some guys are double shifting from time to time, uh, but I think VZ, you know, to me, he looked like somebody that uh, would not be out of place uh, holding it down on the fourth line going forward, and and we'll see how this whole thing is going to shake out. The Rangers already have two forwards hurt, uh, Blay and Krausov, and we'll see how that goes, but uh, right now, it's nice that the Rangers have Jimmy Vesey. I mean, he came in on a PTO, was no guarantee to make this team, but... Obviously, somebody with some experience and somebody that you can kind of lean on now that, you know, especially now with a couple of guys injured that would typically probably be regulars in the lineup. Krafts off, maybe not. You know, he could be in and out of the lineup. But uh, yeah, Jimmy Vesey, nice insurance policy. And thought he did just fine in this game. Uh, you also had Ryan Carpenter. He only played nine minutes and 22 seconds. Uh, but he won 75% of his face-offs, had an assist and two hits. Uh, he grew up a Ranger fan. And look, when the Rangers signed Ryan Carpenter— I mean, it's not a blockbuster move by any stretch of the imagination, but the salary cap is tight, and you're going to need some of these guys that are making, you know, the league minimum or close to league minimum. Uh, and in Carpenter's case, it is the league minimum. You're going to need some of those guys to step up and give you a little bit more than, you know, perhaps you thought you would get from them. So, uh, so far, so good for Ryan Carpenter. Thought he did fine in this game after a little bit of a shaky preseason. Um, but we're going to, like I said, give, you know, Some due time to Mika Zibanejad in just a second here. Uh, He was absolutely phenomenal in this game. I mean, this dude just shows up to play every single night. You got to love Mika Zibanejad if you're a Ranger fan. And uh, we will talk about him and some other big highlights from this game. We will get to that in just a second. All right, so Mika Zibanejad coming through with two goals in this game here. Uh, As I mentioned a second ago, led all Ranger forwards with 23 minutes and 13 seconds of ice time. He played for five minutes and 41 seconds on the power play, added another 3.44 on the penalty kill, 169% of his face-offs, had nine, count them, nine shots on goal, and was a plus one on the night. And as far as these goals that he scored, I mean, they were, let's start with the fact that on opening night, Mika scores a shorthanded goal, follows it up with a power play goal. I think that pretty much kind of, I mean, it's an oversimplification, sure, but I think it kind of just tells you everything you need to know uh, when it comes to Mika Zibanejad. The guy's just an absolutely tremendous player and does a lot of things to to really help this Ranger team, and that was on full display in this game here tonight. But let's go ahead and break down this shorthanded goal here. Uh, Rangers, you know, they—not only was their penalty kill awesome, you know, Tampa only went one for six on the power play, and when they scored, it was a five on three— um, but the Raiders, man, they got a lot of offense on their penalty kill. There were a couple different instances where Mika himself or even somebody else looked like they were going to score shorthanded. Happened a couple of times. And uh, this time, the Raiders actually uh, converted. You had Keandre Miller passing across the ice to Truba. Uh, Tampa, it looked like, was going for a line change at this time. The Raiders had the puck in their own zone, but there was, wasn't really any pressure from Tampa. And then Truba's got the puck. And he passes up the ice to Mika Zibanejad. Mika was great on this play because he raised his stick into the air. You know, he was he was calling for the puck. And he gets it, moves it up the right side. And this is what I was talking about a little bit earlier in the episode with Lafreniere. You know, he was there. And Mika could have tried to squeeze a pass to Lafreniere. And maybe it would have gotten there, maybe not. But the defenseman was on Lafreniere. And I think the defenseman, as well as Vasilevsky, were thinking that Mika was going to pass. And so instead, Mika brings it to the net. And uh, that that... Move that he always makes, pulling it to his backhand and roofing it. Uh, just a beautiful goal. Vasilevsky came out of his crease to try to try to challenge him and knock the puck away from him, presumably. Um, didn't work, obviously. Um, but Mika, man, you know, that that we've seen him go to that move quite a bit on breakaways and in shootouts. Uh, pulls it to his backhand and roofs it. And frankly, I don't know how you stop that shot if you're a goalie. I mean, when Mika executes this play the way that, you know, he's capable of doing it, uh, it's a goal just about every single time. So uh, that was awesome. And then you, of course, have uh, what turns out to be the game-winning goal. This occurred on the power play. Uh, The Rangers, this is what I was talking about earlier with Trocek, too. Uh, The Rangers lose the faceoff. Really good work from Vincent Trocek. He kind of chases the puck behind the net, gets it loose, kicks it up the boards. Uh, Then Kreider gets the puck. He moves it over to Panarin. Panarin's on the right side. Uh, Panarin... You know, everybody kind of gravitates towards Panarin because it's Panarin. You know, you got to pay attention to this guy. And then Panarin uh, passes back to his left to Mika Zibanejad. Mika just cranks a one-timer like clockwork. I mean, we saw this goal for the Rangers more times than we could count this past season. And so the Rangers go up 2-1. to one. Uh, They're up for good at that point in the game. And um, obviously, this ends up being the game winner. And again, just just a tremendous performance by Mika Zibanejad, who, by the way, just missed a hat trick. I thought he had it. You know, there was a situation late in this game Rangers up 3-1, less than a minute left. Uh, Tampa pulls their goalie, and Mika gets the puck in his own zone, fires it down the net, off the post, and uh, into the corner. Turned out to be an icing with just about 40 seconds or or so to go there. Um, I have no issues whatsoever with Mika shooting for the empty net. I mean, yes, you're risking an icing, but you're also up by two goals. There's less than a minute left, and you get a chance at a hat trick. So, uh, yeah, that, that would have been awesome if that went in. What, what a debut, uh, season debut. That would have been for Mika Zibanejad if um, you know that puck had gone in there. But as it was still an awesome game uh, for Mika. Something else I want to talk about here. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Tampa's lone goal of the game. They actually scored on a five-on-three, and... Um, You know, Ke'Andre Miller got called for tripping. Kind of a ticky-tack penalty, although the way the refs were calling this game, calling everything really tight, um, I can't get that mad. I mean, Miller had his stick between his feet. I mean, the player might have embellished it a little bit, possibly. um, But then... You know, Goodrow went over and kind of threw an elbow, and I I don't know what Goodrow was doing on that play. I'm a big Barkley Goodrow fan, but he was having kind of a tough night. He took two penalties that he really didn't need to take. Uh, ends up scoring a goal later to redeem himself. But the Rangers were down five on three here. They hung in there for as long as they could. You had Mika Truba and Lindgren out there on the PK, uh, but eventually Tampa gets an offensive zone draw, and um you know they they work the puck around and they score. Uh, Stamkos. Kucherov to Stamkos on the uh, one timer there, and uh, at the time that this happened, uh, it tied the game for the Tampa Bay Lightning about midway through the second period. Um, as far as uh, other highlights from this game, I mean, special teams play. You know, I alluded it, I alluded to it uh, not that long ago, but I mean, they, the Rangers were just awesome. You know, in a game that featured ten power plays, uh, six for Tampa, four for the Rangers, uh, the Rangers pretty much dominated just about all 10 of these. I mean, yes, Tampa scored on the five on three. Besides that, I thought the Rangers had the upper hand, no matter which team had the main advantage, which team was shorthanded. Um, and something else that I got to say that uh, I really, really liked about this when it comes to the penalty kill is there were only three skaters on the New York Rangers who did not see any time on the penalty kill. And you can kind of understand why. First of all, the Rangers have a lot of good penalty killers. Secondly, Again, this game was called tight. The Rangers were shorthanded a whole bunch. I mean, you could argue that they shouldn't have taken so many penalties. But, I mean, what are you going to do? The ref's arm was going up every time somebody bumped into somebody else. So, it is what it is. Um, but what was cool about this, once again, uh, only three players on the Rangers. That would be Heedle, Kraftsoff who got injured, and also Ryan Reeves. They were the only three players to not see any time on the penalty kill for the Rangers. Now, of course, there were some guys that weren't out there for very long. Uh, Panarin was out there for 10 seconds of shorthanded time. Um, Cackle was out there for literally one second. Schneider had 10 seconds. Jones had nine seconds. Every other player on the Rangers, besides the guys I just mentioned, had at least a minute and 16 seconds of time on the penalty kill. So that's pretty cool. And, uh, special shout out, excuse me to, uh, Ryan Lindgren and Jacob Truba. They led the way with 556 and 501 respectively. And, um, the Ranger power play, I mean, one for four, it doesn't sound great. Although if you do that all season and you're, 25% 25% success rate on the power play, you'll be at or near the top of the league in that department, but more important than the percentage, I mean, it's obviously a very small sample size, the simple fact that the Rangers started this game 0-3 for 3 on the power play, but they looked dangerous on every single one of them. They had 15 shots on goal in the first three power plays combined, and they were all quality chances. Andre Vasileski, you have to give him his credit, he kept Tampa in this game for a long time, especially when his team was shorthanded, but... Man, it's only a matter of time with this Ranger power play unit. That top unit is absolutely lethal. And uh, I like what I saw from Trochek working. You know, obviously, the other four guys are all the same for last year. Uh, You know, Fox and uh, Mika and Kreider and Panarin. Now you got Trochek mixing in there. Thought he did a great job in this game. And like I said, it's only a matter of time. You keep giving the Rangers power play chances. Sooner or later, they're going to put one in the net. And uh, they did that in this game here tonight. And, um... I also, you know, we talked about both of Mika's goals. I figure we might as well talk about uh, the goal that was scored by Barclay Goodrow. Like I said, he had had a rough night up to this point, taking two, you know, fairly unnecessary penalties, the elbowing penalty, and then also an offensive zone penalty as well. But, you know, this play, good work by Ryan Carpenter. Uh, Carpenter passed to Lindgren. Lindgren took a shot to the point, from the point, excuse me. It got deflected, you know, back behind the net again. And, uh, you know, Carpenter goes back there, digs it out again, and dishes it back to Lindgren. It almost looked like a replay of what had just happened, uh, but Lindgren shoots again from the point, and Barkley Goodrow's in front of the net, and he deflects it in, and uh, the Rangers finally have some breathing room at 3-1. to one. This is a big relief to see the Rangers get this goal because it felt like watching this game that, you know, they were only up 2-1. to one. It felt like they deserved to be up by a little bit more than this, I thought they had outplayed Tampa by a you know fairly significant margin and one that would have you up by more than one goal. But again, Andre Vasilevsky was really good and kept them in the game. But a uh, great goal here and a uh, big shout out to Ryan Carpenter, his first point as a New York Ranger. So that's obviously cool to see as well. Igor Shosturkin. I mean, you know, guys, I really don't. I don't want to take what he does for granted. He just makes it look so easy, though. I mean, the guy's just an unbelievable goalie, and he goes out there and stops 26 of 27 shots. He was outstanding in this game, and you feel like it's not even going to be one of his, like, best perform. Like, this might be, when you consider the quality of the opponent here and the fact that it's opening night, this might be a performance from Igor that, like, barely cracks top 10 best Igor performances of the season. You know he's just going to get better as the season goes, and, I mean, the guy's just a brick wall. He does it all. He's amazing. And, uh, you know, there's part of me... You know the Rangers are up by two goals, and you know you're getting to a minute left. I, every time it happens now, I'm going to be looking for Igor Shusturkin to score a goal. Came close last year, but uh, we'll see. We'll see about that. But yeah, Igor, man, I mean, just what can you say? It, it's never lost on me, and it should never be lost on any Ranger fan that we went right from Henrik Lundqvist to Igor Shusturkin. That is living right uh, when it comes to your goalie. The only other thing I want to mention, real quick, here. And I've kind of talked about it on and off really throughout the episode. Uh, but the Rangers were outstanding on the faceoff circle. Everybody had a nice night. They won 64% of the faceoffs. Uh, Carpenter and Hedel each won 75%. So a nice night for Hedel, who traditionally struggles on faceoffs. Uh, Mika was at 69%. Goudreau, 63%. Trocek, uh, noted strong faceoff guy, also won 63%. So that was awesome to see uh, the Rangers, you know, pretty much dominating the dot uh, against the Tampa Bay Lightning here in this game tonight. So, yeah, you know, I, I figure we could pretty much call it there, and again, I can't thank you guys enough for continuing to, you know, support this podcast, and, you know, there's there's a lot of great Ranger podcasts out there, and the fact that you guys, you know, spend some time with me, some of you guys do it every day, some of you check in from time to time, and some of you might be new, but um, yeah, it really does mean a lot, and, and, and thank you again, and let's have some fun this season, man, because Rangers, I mean, the season could not have started a whole lot better. I mean, I guess in theory they could have won like 6-1 to one tonight, but they played a complete game and, uh, you know, took care of business against the three-time Eastern Conference champs, and uh, you just hope that it's a tone setter for the entire season going forward, and, you know, we'll have another episode tomorrow. Uh, talk about anything that maybe we didn't get to today about this game, and we'll also look ahead to the Minnesota Wild and uh, see what else we can get into as well. Uh, But that will pretty much do it for tonight, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to LockedOnNYRangers.com. YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steele Rodine and Flip Livingston bring you the fantasy edge and keep you ahead of the competition with daily updates of news, analysis, and advice Monday through Friday. Available on YouTube, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts.